Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Babe. Don't assume my gender. Friends since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with this phone. F you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go. It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no. The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts. So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass. So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser with the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers. To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters. Put in the stake in the shower, break up and big power, hour. Yeah, hello. Uh, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are rolling sound is episode 445 of Breaker in Bane's Power Hour. My name is Brian Breaker. Joining me, as always, one and only Big underscore Bane. What's going on, dude? Dude, not a whole lot. Rocking that NWO tank. I dig it. Yeah, it's pretty toasty out. So it's, it's a little warm. I know you got some outdoor activity later. You're excited about oh, that. Oh, you know, I, I always love this time of year when you got to <laughs> fucking move somebody. So uh, we haven't even talked with Jason Wolf yet, but I hit you up with a t-shirt idea. And I think it's fun, and it really accurately depicts your, your hatred for the summertime, does it not? Oh yeah, absolutely. I think it'll be. I think that'll be a fun one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but that'll be uh, hopefully coming up later uh, in the year. Uh, just kind of a fun little T-shirt idea. But we got a lot of a lot of news to talk about. We got some wrestling talk, of course. WWE's heavily in the podcast, which I guess means they're doing the right thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because I feel like we've kind of not really had a lot of WWE talk in the last I don't know couple of years. Pretty much since AEW started. Yeah, because it's just like they've kind of been hitting you know all the spots that are newsworthy and i don't think there's any aew this week i don't, I don't even know what happened last week <laughs> i know jericho came out as the Lionheart. that was kind of cool okay i did see that yeah and he yeah. wrestled moxley punk returned okay i did see that too and i didn't even make that note newsworthy enough to put on the board but, right i mean i think we all saw it coming I, I i imagine if he's able to get cleared with the fact that he was on tv i'd say he's close yeah him and moxley at all out for a unification match yep what do, you, do you like that interim title? I do. I think it's a cool idea. Yeah, I like it. I know a lot of people bitch about it, but I actually really enjoy it because it, it keeps a champion on TV. Mm -hmm. You know, I dig it. Is is Moxley technically go down in history as a AEW champion though? I mean, he was already champion. Well, I know, but like, there. is this a second reign or no? I think it should count. I mean, because he won the championship. I yeah. mean, it's not like I, I don't think that championship reign should be null and void. I mean. I think he should be listed as the first ever two-time AEW champion. It's a good question. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think it's cool, though, but like once Punk comes back, now we have a definitive champion and kind of a title versus title match thing. I and I, it's fun. I do believe that Punk's probably going to keep it. I would imagine. I mean. He never really defended it, did he? I don't think so. I think he got hurt when he won it because he won it from Hangman Page, and that was when he got hurt. Yeah. So I imagine they're going to do a run and. I guess we'll see if MJF comes back or not. Find out about that whole story. Yeah, you know that's fun. That's been so quiet. Mm -hmm. You know, I would imagine if he's coming back, it would be soon. Yeah, but I mean, you never know. Never know. Never know. Uh, but we got uh, quite a bit of wrestling talk uh, as well as some uh, movie talk and a little bit of toy talk. So why do you say we dive into our wrestling talk here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them. Buying energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Big underscore band. We got a lot of uh, of WWE talk this week, so I guess we got to just start kind of at the basis. Monday Night Raw. Mm -hmm. And we'll, we'll kind of circle back to SmackDown and stuff as well. But 
Uh, Monday Night Raw, man. I didn't watch the show, but I saw all the clips, of course, because you don't really. I don't feel like you need to watch the show in 2022, which is unless you just want to watch the matches, I, I guess. But yeah. if you're just kind of wanting to see what happens, mm-hmm. pretty well recap that on Twitter. But my personal opinion, the show felt more fun, more fun than it has in a long time. Yes, and it brings back that feeling of you do need to tune in mm-hmm. to see what's going to happen. Yeah, and I think that's what they've been missing for the last. 15 years, you know, dude, probably since I'd say probably 2005. Yeah. Since probably the ruthless aggression era. Yeah. Now I know uh, for me, I was watching pretty religiously from 2000 from the attitude era all the way up to probably about 2006 or seven. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started wrestling and I didn't have cable. So I didn't watch week to week and we would kind of catch it here and there, but raw wasn't, you know, like, dedicated television it didn't once i realized i could miss it it didn't really matter yeah i didn't care anymore yeah the guest host stuff was kind of fun but it was i don't know it was just kind of like "Eh, whatever you know most of the time though they brought in somebody who didn't know anything about the business though well it was almost just it was a train wreck yeah and i think that's what made it entertaining yeah yeah it was uh i still think i can't remember who it was but he he called it the summer fest instead of SummerSlam. Jeremy Piven. Yeah. Like, he was boy. supposed to announce some type of match and seen as like in the ring trying to. So what you're saying is, and like, cause he was like way off, you right. know, it was just like, Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It was a train wreck for sure. But I think that's kind of what made it can't miss in, yeah. a, in a weird way. I always, I'll tell you one celebrity though, that didn't get enough credit is John Stewart. Yeah. I enjoy, well. I enjoyed him being a part of WWE, like his little, little shit that he did like costing scene of the title that was fun yeah yeah because it was like, like john stewart what <laughs> what the hell is this i remember i can't remember who it was but because i feel like he made a couple of appearances didn't he did he? he was there for like he hung around he hung out for a little while i remember like he was uh talking about getting beat up and he's like guys just one thing i need to know you don't need to knock me down because no one needs to see old man belly yeah <laughs> and like he knew he was about to get jumped so he started tucking in his shirt <laughs> <laughs> funny yeah because uh, i remember seth rollins came on a show didn't he and then i think that, so there was something i, I can't remember yeah because seth rollins beat cena and everyone was like what the hell like yeah like why did he help seth rollins the guy was talking shit to him yeah but he didn't want cena to beat flair's record or something yeah i think that was the idea at the time but yeah monday night raw felt fun we saw we're gonna get into it but we saw some uh some returns we'll get into that here in a second but also too one of the things i thought was really cool is like something going down like during backstage segments. Yes. Um, I was going to point, I pointed out to you before we start recording. I remember one time it was at the Royal Rumble 99. Mabel kind of joins a rumble. He beats up one of the headbangers backstage and mm-hmm. takes his spot. He's in there for a little bit. Of course, you know, that was kind of his big return, big monstrous dude. The Undertaker and the Ministry all come out. Not a part of the rumble. Attack Mabel, beat him up all the way backstage. Yeah. And throw him in a hearse. And it's kind of like, what the hell is this? And that was kind of when Taker was at his creepiest, wearing the robe and all that shit. Yeah. And so they um they throw him in the hearse and simultaneously out of the out of the screen you see an ambulance come with the lights on. Yeah. And Austin earlier in the night had been taken out by the corporation. They load him up in the ambulance. They're kind of tracking at it and like, oh, he's off to the hospital and he's not coming back. Yeah. Ten minutes later, here he comes, and the ambulance with that with the siren on, of course. Right. And it's just but it's like if the camera wasn't watching the ministry, they wouldn't have caught this. So right. it felt organic, I guess. Yes. Which, and I feel like that's kind of what we've been missing. And it's it's little things like that, but that's what made the show exciting. It's like, what the hell? Oh, Austin's back. Austin's back. Yeah. And everyone's excited again. Well, and it's it is also one of those things, like it brings a certain sense of, real, sense of reality to the show, too, because in a real real life setting, if you're doing an interview in, in an open public area, there's going to be people walking around. There's going to be things happening behind you that maybe the camera isn't focused on, but you can clearly see it, you know, clear as day. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's pretty important. And that was one thing that has always felt dumb about WWE backstage segments because literally nobody was behind them. Yeah. It was, you know, it could be like out in the warehouse or by the docks, but like there would be nobody working the docks. There'd be nobody walking around, like no production, but like it, it felt set up. And so now with everybody backstage, it feels real you know like um when kevin owens had his little interview that was when nikki ash and dewdrop were back there you know and and we saw like eo eo sky and uh you know um kota kai talking to whoever they were talking to you know and it's it's cool and then they just randomly run into aj styles and it's like 
That's how it should be. Yeah. Because it's sh- backstage. Well, that's kind of like that total divas. You'd see people walking around. Yeah. Because it, it should be organic right. to some degree, even though that's hugely set up, but yeah. it should feel, it should feel like that. I mean, I, okay. Who, who the hell watches a TV standing up? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're all standing to the side, yeah. in that exact position, watching the monitor standing up. Yeah. Like that was one thing I, I'm not a big young bucks praiser, but that was one thing I always found funny is when they made fun of the TV setup, you know, that little scene where they got their like backs turned to it, but they're turning their head. <laughs> it's like, that shit's funny. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be hilarious if you had like MJF do it, but he's got like, he has people bring over like a recliner. Yeah. You know, because like, no, I want to be comfortable if I'm going to watch this television. You know, it's so right. stupid. Yeah. So stupid. I, I just, I'm not a fan of that, but no. Um, I feel like that organic feel, and I know it's it's a manufactured organic feel, but it feels more exciting yes. than just planned exactly right every single time. And yes. I'm not a big fan of that. Um, but to kind of backtrack a little bit, uh, Friday Night SmackDown, we saw a huge return. Mm-hmm. This guy was rumored to be coming back. It was rumored that day, and then he's on TV that night, which was great. Yeah, Karrion Cross. He's a guy that I know you were singing the praises of in NXT. Yes. I was a huge fan of him. He actually worked a show with him in Oklahoma one time. And uh, he and Scarlett show back up. Yeah, now, he God. was a... Huh? Thank God. Yeah. And so he he was a guy who was on top of NXT really quickly. Mm-hmm. He gets moved to the main roster, and it's like they couldn't figure out what to do with him. And I'm like, what 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 are you missing here? What's the thing to figure out? Like, that's that's my thing is because... What worked in NXT would absolutely work on the main roster. Yeah. Like, there's nothing to figure out. He's pre-packaged, ready to go. I actually like him better with hair. I didn't at first, but it, it's grown on me, and I think he looks really good. I, I think when like, Batista was bald, I didn't really like that either. I think the the little bit of the hair helps him. My, and, Unless you're going bald, then and you, I think that's fine. But. You brought up Batista, and he's a guy that I've always compared Karrion Cross to because I feel like like this whole like TikTok gimmick, that works right now, and it might be what he prefers but i think if he just like our roadcaster just farted apparently that that is so weird i think if he uh (laughs) i think if he like just had that swagger you know Mm -hmm. like walked around like batista was just like cool as shit like batista i think i think that would propel him to like main event status like quick well, I mean, he's kind of there, though, right? I mean, like he, immediately, yeah. He, he shows back up. He takes out Drew McIntyre, yeah. who's pretty well kind of floating in the top guy area. Yep. He gets kind of in the face of Roman, which we don't see that often, especially from someone who's kind of an unknown commodity. He's not an unknown commodity, but he hasn't been featured as regularly. Yeah. But in one night, you take a guy who wasn't even in the company and you make him a threat. Yeah. That is incredible. I'm, I It makes me excited for that. And the fact that, like, Mattel was obviously wanting they saw money there because they were making a lot of carrying cross figures he's got like a figure that's just about to come out because yeah it was already in the pipeline so yeah <laughs> like like i I, th- I think it was steve hoker a good friend of the show mentioned he's like has there ever been anyone in history that got let go and then came back and they had an action figure out immediately because it was already because <laughs> it was such a short a period of time yeah it might be the first one in history i don't know i don't know pretty smart though yeah so i'm, I'm excited to see him back and scarlet too you know i think that will be I think that, and I'm not saying it's always got to be returns, but there's something that is exciting about a new person showing up when they're featured well. And I feel like AEW was real big on bringing people, but I I didn't totally feel like they've been the best at capitalizing on the, uh, okay, well, now what? Like Keith Lee was a great example. Well, Keith Lee, even Miro. I mean, yeah. I mean Miro had his TNT title run, but like nothing since mm-hmm. i mean there's a lot of guys that they've kind of i think he's dealt on. with some injuries though to be fair yeah so and i know he's back now it looks like but i know he's had a couple of injuries but keith lee was one of the ones where i was just like you brought him in all this hype mm-hmm. and now what and i believe they're tag team champions right now him and swerve they are but it's like i don't i don't know does that make sense what i'm saying though? yeah no it absolutely does because but what I feel like AEW tries to accomplish is that big pop each night. Yeah. Not so much. It's, shot, it's shotgun booking. Yeah. And that's like, that's cool, but it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where them and WWE differ. Right. Well, and I feel like Triple H even kind of pulled back on the uh, big name setting in the crowd for a little bit. Yep. Because when you do it every takeover, Who's the next big star we're bringing in? Right. You know, and so then it becomes like, all right, that's not sustainable for the long run. Yeah. Because you still have to book Bobby Roode. You still have to book Drew McIntyre. You still have to book Matt Riddle. So, yeah. 
Now what? And and I think there's something special about guys just showing up on TV. I remember Eric Young debuted just on TV, and I was like, that's cool. Yeah. You know, like, because you need – because the, I think he was on once, and then they brought him back as, like, the san- leader of Sanity. Yeah. Which, again, that's a group that should have made it. Yeah, that I, I, that Sanity group was insane. I love that group. Man, talk about it just a you the, know. The theme, the attitude, the, the fact that – uh, they were like one of the, I mean, other than DX, but they were one of the first factions that had a female that I could remember. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, it, it was such a badass group. I mean, I love those guys and nothing happened. I know. It's just, it's unfortunate, isn't it? Yeah. And I know Eric Young's like quite a bit older or he was at the time. And so like, I wasn't expecting them to go to the main roster and him get a main event push. And he's also a smaller guy. Yeah. So like, you know, it is what it is, but like that group, was just badass. Yeah. Killian Dane was amazing. Who was in there before? Because Killian Dane took the spot of somebody. Uh, Sawyer Fulton. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was in NXT with him. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I actually really liked him in that group too. Yeah. But. Well, and he even told me, like, because he actually did a podcast with me a while back. It's been a couple of years after he was released. And he said that, like, he had, uh, there was an, like the initial group was way different. Yeah. And then, like, Eric Young came in, but that kind of legitimized them. And then, he got pulled out and, you know, Killian Dane or Damo got put in. And so it's like kind of changes, which kind of sucks. I mean, that retribution group, like kind of reminded me of that. Like that was just doomed to fail almost. That one. And I don't know if you remember, but that one initially had like 10 people in it. Yeah. And then they just like kept dropping them, dropping them, dropping them. I think it, they actually released a Mia Yim figure as like reckoning or something. Yeah. Yeah, like it was just like they. Had, she never really showed up as reckoning either. Like one time, I think. Yeah, but she. I don't. I don't think she even wrestled as reckoning. I think Mercedes Martinez was in it. She was, and she got released, and now she's in AEW. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just Shane Haste was slapjack. Like, who doesn't love slapjack though? <laughs> right. I mean, it was just like what the hell. And now that one dude's in the male model group. Yeah, Mace. He's still Mace. I think it's like they pronounce it like Mace or something yeah, like that. Which I think is. That, I think that's actually kind of a funny. Yeah. Gimmick. Yeah, I'd like to see where that goes, but dude, if I if if I was in WWE, like I, I'd be like, give me whatever gimmick you want. Like yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah, like, put me on TV. I, I mean, we had a SummerSlam vignette. Yeah, I mean, not many people can say that. Yeah, so. put me on TV. I don't care what I do. Yeah, as long as you get TV time. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's good stuff. But uh, yeah, Karrion Cross is back. I'm I'm excited for it, man. Absolutely. We also saw on Monday Night Raw another return. Uh, this one is super well done again. Uh, we saw the return of Dexter Loomis, yes. who I don't think he was actually even on the main roster, was he? He was not. He was, uh, he was the, in NXT. The last thing he did before he got released, he was part of that group, The Way, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he just got let go. Yeah. I never got them letting him go. He seemed like he seemed like a guy that they were going to use. I think that was a Vince move. Because I, if, if, the, uh, if you kind of look at what they were doing with him in NXT before he got let go, it was dumb as shit. He was doing the makeout parties with uh, Indy Hartwell, you know, and they were like were makeout competitions between them two and then that other couple. And it's like, this dude's worth so much more than that. Yeah. You know? and, and so it just, it was one of those weird things that like, I didn't, I didn't understand it. And then they just let him go. Yeah. And then now he's back. I love how they did that of like him showing up, but you don't really totally see him on TV. Mm-hmm. Like, it almost seems like it's unplanned, right? Yeah. Because the cameras wouldn't go to someone. Actually, Eric Bischoff made this, I think, the most obvious thing ever when Lex Luger debuted on Nitro. Yep. He's like, get the camera off him. Get the camera off him. Like, you don't even think that until he says it, dumbass. Yeah. And it was one of those things where it's like, if they would have just quickly showed him and then, like, pulled the camera away. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, what the hell was that? Like, it would have been a much more organic moment. But, of course, I get also that you have to show them so people see it. But. Well, and, and also, too, the difference between that and, like, Dexter is, like, Lex Luger came through the entranceway. Yeah. Like, if he would have, like, so he was clearly backstage. Yeah. And so if he would have came through the crowd, I mean, they were at the Mall of America. Anybody could have been there. Right. Like, if he would have came through the crowd and jumped the guardrail, that would have been different. Like, what you if know? he was sitting in the front row? Right. Yeah, because, like I said, anybody could have been there. It's a free mall to walk around. So, yeah, I mean. It's one of those one of those weird things. I don't think that I, I don't know. They at the time I didn't think anything of it, but like comparing it to like a you know the uh, Dexter Loomis thing, yeah, it's they did Dexter way better. Well, I think so, and I think it was cool that he had the hood up, so like you didn't really recognize. Then the hood comes down, and the security's getting him. It's like yeah, it almost kind of felt like the Enzo thing. 
a little bit, a, a little, you know, but that might have been what he was going for. I think, I think that's smart, yeah. you know, except one's a good worker and one's a dipshit. So, right. you know, like <laughs> smart, smart business. I, I dig it. I think, and he's another guy. I'm like, man, I'm glad he's hopefully back and going to get a run. And if he's doing something with AJ Styles, I think that's huge business. So absolutely. I, I dig it, man. Yeah. So again, it's, it's kind of crazy, but it's these little things. They're so small, but they, what it does is it leads you to like, so what are they doing with Dexter Loomis now? Right. What are they doing with Karrion Cross now? Mm-hmm. Like all these unanswered questions are kind of like, hmm, this is interesting. For the first time in a very long time, it almost makes you want to tune in. Exactly. And that's There's, that's the point. Exactly. That's 100% the point. Uh, we also got to talk about this. Tommaso Ciampa was on Monday Night Raw. And I'm sure everyone has a, a, an opinion on this, but he sh- this backstage promo with Harley's robe. Yes. The classic NWA robe. Everyone probably remembers that one. And I didn't know this until someone told me, but he actually wore it to the ring for his entrance. Yep. So I got a few messages. What did I think about this? Yep. And there's, I think, a couple of different schools of thought. I'm sure some people think it's the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Some people ask me, do I do I find it disrespectful? I don't. I mean, here's, Tommaso was there. People don't know. He was in the school. He wasn't there very long, but he was there. Yeah. And... He's the only guy I think on the roster wrestling right now that was a member of the academy for sure. for a while. So I get that that makes sense. So in WWE, he is the, the Harley Race guy. I mean, yeah, I mean that's not a referee, right? But it's one of those things. Like I don't know if I would feel comfortable wearing Harley's robe. Sure, I just don't. I know Trevor when he won the NWA title last year. I think it was he wore a jacket that was similar designed. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I like that. I like yep. the ping homage, I guess. To like, if you had a Brian Breaker jacket that was like same. striped down the middle, red and red and blue. Yeah, I had same colors, maybe the same type of font, but with yeah. my name or yeah. something. I think that's perfectly fine. That's paying tribute. That's paying tribute, exactly. And I know um, another guy that came from Harley's school was Teddy Biasi Jr. Mm-hmm. And I remember him kind of telling us, like, I'm I'm not wearing the million dollar belt. That's already been brought up. That's not for me. Yeah. As we know, he ended up wearing it a couple of years later. But it's one of those things when you start, like when you do something like that, you're not even creating your own identity anymore. Right. Um, I, I'm not offended by it. I, I, I don't think it's a bad idea necessarily. I think having it, paying tribute to it is one thing. Like getting Harley mentioned on TV, I love. I think mm-hmm. that's really cool. I hope this leads to more Harley figures. Like, yeah. Me too. You know, so, Right. And... All that stuff. I don't know. It's it's kind of a it's kind of a touchy thing because like who has the actual like if you were to ask me like out of everyone in that went through Harley School who has the right to wear that? Well, I don't know if anyone does. You know, that's kind of my honest answer. Yeah. Like it shouldn't be me. Should it be Tommaso? Probably not. Yeah. Should it be Trevor? I don't know. Should yeah. it be, you know, my buddy Daniel Cross? I don't know. Like yeah. who who should who should wear it? And I think that that's the overall problem I see with it. Yeah. What are your thoughts on just seeing something like that? Or kind of as an outsider looking in. So, it, well, to kind of like put my thoughts, especially on like who should wear it, I, I feel just knowing you and knowing everything that happened or like how the school was and everything, I feel like it would be like a Trevor thing, like to wear that. He'd robe. be the closest, I think. Right. But like, again, like I don't think anybody should wear the jacket. I think. I think paying homage to it and making your own. Like one thing I love Sasha Banks when she wore the Eddie Guerrero inspired tights. Right. It's inspired. I think stuff like that is great. I think to actually physically wear the same thing that somebody else wore is a little weird, especially, you know, his name isn't Tommaso race it's Tommaso Ciampa. And, you know, it, it, again, if he would have had a robe that damn near looked identical, but just said Ciampa on the back, I think that's different. Mm-hmm. Um, and he could still dedicate the match to Harley. He could still do, you know, whatever. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. But at the same time, like I thought the Harley love was awesome because yeah. that's something we don't get on TV enough, except right. for like, I think the NWA talks about him quite a bit, but on WWE television, I can't even tell you the last time I remember them talking about him. Yeah. There's not a lot of talk on him, and I, and I agree. And I think it's done for the right reasons. Yeah. So I'm not upset by it, but I like what you're saying. Like if it's, if it's a, similar piece or yeah. something like that. And th- and this isn't like I don't even like I I I have no right to be upset about it and I'm not, but like 
Like I don't, I wouldn't even put that blame on Tommaso. Oh, it's not. I don't think it's his call at and, all. And I, I don't think, and like I don't even really. I think intentions were good mm-hmm. in that. I don't think any like bad intentions were there for him to wear the jacket. I think it was supposed to be an homage and, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but I, you know, it just it. I didn't realize until you see him walking out that he was going to wear the jacket. So when I saw that, I was like, Oh, that's a little weird. Yep. That, again, that's kind of my thoughts as well. Yeah. And I think everyone's got their own opinion. It is what it is. But I, I know, um, Joe Hennig actually was a Harley school and he had trunks made that looked like what his dad wore in AWA. Yeah. Which I thought that was kind of cool because it's like, it's not that most people probably wouldn't even associate that right away. Yeah. With Kurt Hennig. Cause they remember Mr. Perfect. But then he got some singlets Mm-hmm. that his dad wore and he cut the tops off and made bikers yeah so you know because remember at the back of the single it was a different color it kind of went into a triangle yep so you could still see the triangle kind of on the on the lower back and that was brought up and daniel cross was like what you think about that and it's like i mean it is what it is like they're there's dads he can do what he wants he goes right exactly yeah like, some people might not like that because it's like dude you cut his singlets but he can do what he wants with it i'm like no i agree sure. so it's kind of one of those things. I don't. I don't know. I don't think it's a big deal either way. No, but it's, not. it's ultimately it's like I. The biggest thing is I'm just excited that there's talk of Harley on TV again. Absolutely, I think, I think that's really cool. Yep. One more quick thing on the wrestling talk we got to touch on because this is kind of a weird one. But uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi were at C2E2 recently, and they were of course taking pictures with fans. Mm-hmm. And pictures started rolling in, and all the pictures were distance. Yeah. Like, so the, the fan couldn't even be within arm's reach of them. I just showed you, you didn't see this, but I kind of saw them popping up on Twitter. It seemed really, really awkward to me. Yep. What did you think, man? Just just first thoughts. Uh, I I would have wanted my money back. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been paying for that. Now, if, so Jeff told me a story, because I, I did Fully Posable this week, so go check that out. He told me a story about getting autographs. Mm-hmm. From certain wrestlers and how it was like he paid for two autograph tickets takes his two figures up there like oh i'm sorry that doesn't work for that if you want a figure sign it costs this much yeah well, i wouldn't have bought this if i'd known that right i feel like that's incredibly incredibly misleading and i feel like if you do stuff like that you're kind of hurting your chances now on the other side of this I've seen a ton of pictures of guys with the female superstars and they're super awkward and uncomfortable looking. Sure. I, I don't, but is this the answer to that? Just like, Hey, stand three feet away. I don't know. No, I think it's a, I think it's a thing, you know, you have whoever's there, a security say, don't touch them. Mm -hmm. Don't put your arm around them. Don't put your arm around their waist. Nothing to me. Like I know, like we live in a world where it's things are more, um, monitored, I think, than they were maybe mm-hmm. even five years ago. But I feel like it's all about uh, maybe not even so. I was going to say social cues, but I don't think that's the right word. It's almost like she's like, yeah, come over here. And like she puts her arm around you, then I think it's okay. Like you, maybe you can put your arm around her. Well, the, the social cues is the right word for that. Yeah. And a lot of people don't have that. Like they, they don't know when, you know. Okay. So here's my question. Cause we've seen, we've all seen the pictures. The mm-hmm. one that stands out to me is the one with Becky Lynch. Where she's got her fists clenched and she's and just, ready to and she swing. Just looks like, mm, yeah, you can see it's cringe, right? Yep. How, like, how does he approach that? Like where he's like, here, stand right here. And like, it, I don't know. Like, does he yep. ask, does he say, Hey, like, can we do this type of picture? And I know that guy, if I remember right, was like, pretty infamous for taking those prom photos with the female talent, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, or at least that was a thing that a few creepy guys did. But I, I, I think the whole thing is just be normal. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's wrestling fans. though, right? Yeah. Just fucking be like, you don't take photos like that with your buddy. No. You know what I mean? So why would you do it with somebody you don't even know? Like, no, it just it's fucking weird and and i think well, and, and like what are people gonna think like oh my god did you go to the prom with becky lynch right <laughs> like people know that you access right people know that you may paid a hundred bucks for that photo so yeah. like what's the point of taking that photo yeah and i i think it's just like but with this particular scenario like to me it looked like trinity and mercedes were just taking photos by themselves 
Yeah, because you could easily edit the guy out. Yeah, and I, I, I ran across it. I showed you while I, I was looking it up. I showed you that's what a lot of people did. And it just looks like they're taking like a full photo set with just them. And it's like if I paid 100 bucks or I guess 130 for the duo pick, I'd be fucking pissed. Like it's a lot of money. Well, I but if they told you you pay your money, 130 bucks, mm-hmm. and they're like, okay, well, but just so you know, these pictures will be distance. You have to be three feet away. You'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'd be like, okay, I don't, I don't want it then. Okay. Like, yeah, I, and 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 again, like it's no, I'm not gonna put my arms around them. I'm not gonna be like, hey, ladies, climb all over me while we take this photo. I'm not gonna do that shit. But like, yeah. like I, I saw one guy. He was like, I don't need to touch them, but to be close to them would have been cool. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the point. It's like the whole reason is they want to take a picture with you. Right. And when you have them like three to five feet apart from you, like that's really not taking a photo with you. That might be photo bombing one of your photos, but that's not a photo with you. It's a very, very, and I don't know whose call this was. I don't know the whole specifics of it. I do. Here's my thought. This is not the answer to, to photos. If you're worried about guys taking prom pictures, I think that's the, the issue you need. Just say, I'm not, if you're that worried, just be like, I'm, I, we don't take photos of men. I, yeah, <laughs> I've had, um, I've had the dubious opportunity at when I was in NXT, when we had a guest there mm-hmm. to monitor that. And I had to be the heel when someone wouldn't leave or yeah. someone was too, and usually it was the guy. So it wasn't as big a deal. Of course. Now there were times like AJ Lee was there and some of the females. They usually had a, a male, like it was AJ and Dolph and Big E or mm-hmm. whatever. But there were times where, you know, I had to uh, I had to be there and kind of just, you know, sorry, it's this much for a picture, this much for an autograph. Because what they would, a lot of the fans would try to do, like, well, can I get both for this? Yeah. And they, as the baby face, don't want to be like, nope. Right. You have to have that guy to be like, sorry, this is the price. Yes. You don't talk to the talent. You talk to me. This is what it costs. Yeah. If you get mad, you can get mad at me or you can get mad at the, the boss. Yeah. Can't get mad at them. You know, make them stay a baby face. Right. But, you know, we had to do that a few times where I think, I can't remember who it was. It was, they were doing autographs, but they weren't doing pictures. Yeah. And uh, I think they had a, I think, I can't remember who it was, but they had a hurt foot. And they are like, I don't want to get up and down. Yeah. And this boot that many times. Mm-hmm. Can we get a picture? Sorry, we're just doing autographs. Yeah. You know, well, we really want a picture. I'm like, I'm sorry, just autographs. Yeah. Just, that's what it is. Now, now, if that, you know, ahead of time, you don't have to pay your money. Right. If you're like, I just want a picture. Well, sorry. That's all you can do. Yep. And um, this, I don't know. It just, it came, it came across very, very odd to me. Yeah. It just, it doesn't make any sense. And like, I don't know. I just don't, I don't get their reasoning behind it other, yeah. other than, you know, they don't want to take, prom photos or you know no, and I, mean? I get that i do too but like i think in a normal setting i don't think i think most people are just like wanting to take photos with you know sasha and naomi right of course like, like that's that's why you they're wanting to do the boss pose and shit like that you know what i mean like they're not wanting to be weird yeah i don't know it just it comes across it comes across super heelish to me when you're trying to be a baby. Face. A little holier than thou. Yeah. A little bit. And I know like there has been a lot of opinions on them with the walkout. I love them and I support them most of the time, but I think in this particular setting, it's kind of bullshit. Well, I know with the walkout, a lot of people were kind of supporting them. It's like, but we don't know the story. Yep. I mean, at the end of the day, they're still getting paid very, very well to be a wrestler. True. So like you're just going to up and walk out and they, and they may be coming back. That's kind of the rumor mm-hmm. is what it's looking like with that new tag t- title tournament that's happening now. But I don't know, man. I just this was just one that was hard for me to wrap my head around. I guess. Yeah, and I guess there was you know pictures with kids and and women where they uh, they were taking pictures close by, so it had to be just men. Yeah, I don't know. Again, that's just. I don't know, man. We live in a world where, like, as a man, you just gotta shut up and take it. I guess. I guess so. It's you pretty know? wild. It's 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 all good. Definitely. All right, well, we got some movie and TV talk. What do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. This is Wake Up and Bait at the Movies, yeah. This is Wake Up and Bait at the Movies, yeah. All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? All right, tell you what we got now. A um, couple things we want to talk about. First of all, Big Underscore Bane, you have a little topic you want to bring up. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's movie TV talk, so I figured I'd bring this up. My... Um it's funny. I never really know like how in relation um, she is to me, but she is my 
brother's wife's sister. Okay. So my sister-in-law's younger sister. Um, she, ever since I have known her, which is like 12 to 15 years, I don't remember the exact time, she has always been, and that whole family has always been into drama, theater, and things mm-hmm. like that. But her in particular has always wanted to become a actor. Like she wants that to be her profession. And um, she's done some projects before, but this is the first time, at least that I'm seeing it, where it seems like it's starting to happen for her. She is starring in this movie called The Ghost Lights, and it's a sci-fi thriller, and it's coming out August 26th, and it's going to be uh, on digital distribution. So it's going to be nice. at Amazon. It's going to be Apple, um, uh, iTunes, I guess, wherever you rent it, Voodoo. Right, yeah. So all the places where you can rent your, your movies, this is where it's going to be at. Like I said, it's a sci-fi thriller called The Ghost Lights. I watched the trailer for it. It looks really good. I mean, she's a phenomenal actor. I mean, she's really good. So I, I'm I'm really looking forward to watching this, checking it out. I'm definitely going to be reading it. So I encourage you guys to do it too. Like I'm, I um I think if you're into thriller type movies, I know like Drew Vinsel is. Yeah, definitely give it a shot. Check it out. I mean, because I like I'm super proud to know her. Like, dude, sure, I, that's cool. I have um I got there's like another friend of mine here in town named Leonard who has just ever since they started filming movies and TV shows here, he's gotten into the production side, and now he's like, he was um. He was he worked on the set of that Reservation Dogs that that just came mm-hmm. out. Yep. Uh, he's he's worked on quite a few other films that have just recently came out. Like he's doing really good. It's well, that just, that Flower Moon yeah movie that was filmed up in like Pawhuska. Yeah, and I don't, I don't which, know if he worked on that one or not, but but that uh, people don't know that actually stars De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, I think it's coming. It's from Scorsese, is it not? I don't really know. They filmed that about an hour from us, and I don't know when it's coming out yet, but it's. It's on its way. So. But I just I I love seeing people that I know win. Like yeah, I think that shit sure. is so damn cool. So definitely check this out. Give it a, give it a shot. I, I know I'm excited about it. So uh, check it out. It comes out August 26th. Called the Ghost Lights. I like it. I dig it, man. We also saw some interesting news uh, from from The Rock, your favorite person. Yeah. In entertainment, Tales from the Territories. Did you hear about this? I did. What'd you think, man? I think it's a cool idea. From the uh, producers of Dark Side of the Ring. Mm-hmm. So I. You know, we kind of heard rumor a while back. We talked about it. Is Dark Side of the Ring over? I know they caught a lot of flack for like the plane ride from hell episode and yep. maybe not totally having all their facts right as far as what they presented. So I don't I mean it's not good on WWE's part. The fact that they had multiple plane rides that were disastrous. But, right. Um, I don't know the whole specifics of it. But anyway, um, there's a few things that I know that they ca- caught some flack for mm-hmm. as far as how they kind of spun everyone's words and such. So kind of people were wondering if a third season or a fourth season rather was going to happen. And my thought was, I was like, man, if you get kind of everybody in the industry being like, man, I don't like how you guys presented people like no one's that for an interview. So how yeah. do you do it? Like, how do you pull it off? Yeah. Unless you just go completely outside and people that were, you know, maybe in, may have been involved, but not anyone from wrestling. So anyway, I'm excited about this. It's from, uh, of course, Dwayne, the rock Johnson, and it's more or less highlighting the territory days of pro wrestling. Yeah, looks like Bret Hart was interviewed and several other people. So I think this is a cool idea. Absolutely, yeah, I, I dig it. I mean, because it sounds like it'll be um, not necessarily dark stories. You know, I think that's cool. Well, I mean, I could be, but I think it'll be cool to hear kind of how. I'm hoping to hear you know like in a, a whole episode on like say Mid South, right? And, yeah, and just the ups, the downs, how they did business, sure, you know, television, how it was in those days, and everything in between and then kind of hearing people that you know were maybe a part of that like Jim Ross would be a fun one to interview for that and but it, but what what I was saying is it doesn't necessarily have to be a it doesn't grim, have to be dark yeah episode so yeah. I, I think it's I think it's a cool idea yeah well and that's another thing too with something called dark side of the ring it's like you're pigeonholing yourself you are a little bit yeah. where it's almost like controversial topics yep i honestly preferred the episodes like um dave schultz yeah, and uh, the brawl for all that weren't like so completely dark, like yep. they were kind of just highlighting things in wrestling that were kind of like controversial. I think an episode on the Vader incident would have been cool too, where he was yeah a talk show host or yeah. the Hulk Hogan, yeah, you know where he choked that dude out. Well, that, what's funny is is David Schultz actually brought up when Hulk Hogan choked the guy out. Yeah, he was like, how come he didn't get fired and right yanked from the business? Well, he's a golden goose. That's right. why. I mean, there's a difference, you know. But yeah. I agree. Like he choked out Richard Belser on television and like dropped him on the ground and yeah. smacked his head. Yeah. Richard T's like, he'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I think the dude's unconscious there. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff I think in that regard that they could cover. But I felt like honestly the whole the back half of season three of Dark Side of the Ring was a little on the weaker side. It like, was some of the stuff was like I get it, but it wasn't yeah wasn't that like controversial to talk about. I guess yeah from from other stuff they could have dove into. So I'm excited for this. I think more type of shows like this are fun. Absolutely. Have you been watching any of the uh, A and E documentaries? I have not. Well, they're on the A and E app for free if you ever want to check them out. Okay, there's is pretty fun. I just watched the Lex Luger episode. Was that good? It was interesting, man. Like it's it's kind of sad almost because I don't think his kids have any relationship with him. Yeah, and I know he was like really living a pretty rough life there for several years, but he seems to be in a much better place. Like, like after the WCW run. Well, yeah, it was kind. Of, he got arrested like a dozen times. I feel like I remember seeing his mugshot float around. Yeah, they kind of talk about that. And I mean, so basically, after WCW, he kind of was like, I think left, but, you know, I mean, WWE wasn't going to pick him up at this point. And, Which is weird. Yeah, but he kind of left them high and dry, you know, and didn't give oh, notice. That's and, true. But I mean, like, Hulk Hogan testified against Vince in court. I mean, right. but. I don't know. I don't think maybe they really had the best relationship with Lex. I'm not sure, but it's so weird though how like there's certain people Vince McMahon can forgive, and there's certain people that he can't. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I think of like Jeff Jarrett and Lex Luger now. You know what I mean? Like sure. Jeff Jarrett was a guy he said on television, "We'll never work here in this company again." And it's like that wasn't Mr. McMahon. That was like Vincent Kennedy McMahon making that statement. Well, what's funny is Jeff Jarrett when he launched his podcast, the first episode was about that, and he yeah. explained his side of it. I totally agree with what he was saying. I, what, I don't even know what went wrong to begin well, with. So he, he worked that pay-per-view at a contract. And so he said, "If I, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm butchering this, but more or less he said, you know, everything in WWE, you're paid off of like your, your contract. And so it's like, you should be getting this. You know, you kind of have an idea what you're getting. So mm-hmm. a pay-per-view, you get this, TVs and so on. And Jeff Jarrett was heavily featured in 99. Absolutely. Intercontinental champion. You yeah. know, like he was putting all the celebrities in figure fours. I remember like he put Cindy Margolis in a figure four and mm-hmm. Ben Stiller and all that stuff. Like he was doing a lot on TV at the time. So he's working this date out of contract. And I know they do this because they did this to John Moxley, Dean Ambrose. Yeah. He said when he did his very last show, which was like, you know, like the end of the shield or whatever. It was like a live event. They paid him like scale what they pay an extra. Yeah. Like 300 bucks or something. Yeah. And, you know, Roman and Seth didn't get that, but they knew he was leaving, so they paid him less. Yeah. Jarrett said, he's like, that's what's going to happen. They're going to pay me, like, all those dates that I haven't been paid for, they're going to give me, like, the smallest amount they can. Yeah. So he's like, I want my money up front for everything, including tonight. Yeah. And that was, like, a lot of money. We don't have that much. It's like, box office carries cash. (laughs) <laughs> and so he made them go and get however much cash they needed yeah. and, and pay him. Yeah. And he even said, like, after the match, they thanked me because he put over China. Yeah. He showered because he had all that shit all over him. Remember, mm-hmm. like, pies in the face and everything else. He, they did, he did what they wanted. He showered. He said goodbye and shook everyone's hand, and then he left. Yeah. So in his mind, there wasn't really heat. Yeah. He said on that particular thing of Vince saying, like, he'll never be back. He's like, I think he's working an angle. Yeah. Of course, I don't think he was. I think you're right. Yeah. But. Well, because he never showed back up until what? Just when he went to the Hall of Fame? Yeah. But that was years later. Right. Of course, he did start TNA about a year later. Sure. So, I mean, there's. But I think after I think after a year and you don't get a call, I think it's probably about time to start planning. Yeah. And I think Jeff Jarrett did the right thing. He, yeah. He, he bet on himself. He did yeah. his own deal. Yeah. And um, that's one of those shows. It's a really long podcast, but there's a lot of nuggets of information. Sure. Here, so. It's him and Conrad, right? Yeah. yeah. I, but I'm actually, I'm a bigger Jeff Jarrett fan after listening to that than I was before. I, you know, it's funny. I've never really been a Jeff Jarrett guy, but like the older I get, it's like the more I appreciate him. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like. He was always very consistent. Yeah. It's kind of like the Cena effect. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like when I saw him all the time, I didn't really care for him. But like now it's like, I really appreciate John Cena. And Jeff Jarrett was always good. Absolutely. He was. I never. Like, I know a lot of people gave him crap, like, oh, he killed WCW. I'm like, I never thought that. I thought Jeff Jarrett was a good heel. I never felt like he killed WCW. <laughs> I felt like he really gave, I, I think without him, I don't know if we have, 
I mean, Samoa Joe, that was his first TV gig. Mm-hmm. That was AJ Styles. I mean, so many guys in TNA owe a lot to Jeff Jarrett, yeah. I think. So, and he talked about how much money he personally put into TNA. So, yeah. Like, I think he's. I love I, TNA. I was a big supporter of them when they were doing the weekly pay per views. Those are like good. $10 a, a week or whatever it was, $10 each time. Like, I, I loved those. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I did too. I, um, it's funny because I feel like that format would work a lot better now. Uh, like weekly pay-per-views? Yeah, with like fight or something. Yeah. I mean, maybe not $10 every week. Maybe like five. Yeah, or know? maybe if it's every other week or yeah. something. But I think I think at the time it was just, I know I ordered the very first one and my mom's like, you're not getting every one of these. I think I ended up getting like three or four. Yeah, before what I did. Before my mom was like, okay, that's enough. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's just, it's one of those things where it does add up. You know? oh, yeah. But at the same time. That's I 40 think, bucks a month. Yeah, WWE pay-per-views are 35, so mm-hmm. it wasn't like it was that. I mean, you're getting four weeks of television, essentially. But, right. But yeah, it was it was fun for, for what it was. So, but anyway, uh, going back to Tales from the Territories, I think there's a lot of stories there that we don't know about, so it'll be cool to, to see what, what they do with that. Absolutely. We got, we got a bit of toy talk. What do you say we dive into it here? Well, let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your brain. Do a bit of toy talk. All right, big underscore brain. This is something I'm actually really, really excited to, to touch on because I think this is a probably the coolest idea we've seen in a while. So Rush Collectibles is kind of this newer company that started producing figures. Mm-hmm. And they did what every other company's doing. They started producing Hasbro Hasbro's, figures. yep. Yeah. And they did, um, you know, Roadblock and Larry Zabisco. Now sure. they've done Jonah Rock or, you know, Bronson Reed. And they're they're doing a Cowboy James Storm, a few others. Sure. Kind of fun. Like, that's eh, cool. But again, everybody's doing these figures. So it's same stuff, right? Yep. Well, they announced a new line called Ringmasters Extreme. Okay. And so everyone's like, is it going to be like ECW guys? Because Zombie Sailor signed some ECW guys. Well, they essentially announced it was going to be like the ECW old original San Francisco toy makers figures. Okay. More or less a continuation of that line. So, so far they've only shown images of one guy, which is Bill Alfonso, which is of course Sabu and Rob Van Dam's manager, but he's going to be in that ECW style, like five, six inches, whatever it is, but you know, more articulation looks like his hat actually comes off. He has the whistle. So this is to me, such a good idea. Yes. Simply because that ECW line was really good. It didn't last long, but it yeah. was really good. And there's so many guys that they could make to kind of fill in those holes. Oh, yeah. Like, I think this is probably the what could take them over the top. Because I know the Hasbros are fun, but at a certain point, it's like, I love Hasbro style, but I'm like, I'm tired of this. Well, that's what we've been talking about before. Like, why isn't anybody making, you know... uh LJN style figures. Why is, right. Why isn't anybody doing this instead? And I think them going with something different and let everybody else do Hasbro's. Yeah. Go with something different. I think that's very smart. I do too. I think it's now, of course, I don't know the price point of these. That could be a totally different thing. Yeah. But I think something like this is really, really cool because now you're able to fill in those gaps. Yes. Bill Alfonso is not a figure I would have expected. Yeah. And I know he's probably not everyone's first choice, but he was heavily featured as Rob Van Dam and Sabu's manager yeah. who they already have as ECW figures. So it's like, Hmm, if you can put him in there. Like, that's really cool. Like if they could make Francine and, and, and other characters like roadkill, I think that would be super fun because roadkill was supposed to come out. There yeah. was a prototype and it just never happened. So I think this is a cool idea. And again, I like the Hasbro style, but kind of like the majors doing the bendies, mm-hmm. I think it's fun because it's like, Everyone else is doing Hasbro. Do something different. Absolutely. Make the Bendems popular again. Yeah. It's a cool idea. Absolutely. It is. Now, I have a question. Sure. Has Mattel or anybody ever made Paul Heyman figures? Mattel has. Has he had a figure? Yeah. I don't remember it at all. I I would I like mean, to see. There's not a ton of them. Okay. Maybe that's why I don't remember it. But have they ever made a Paul E. Dangerously figure? Hmm. I, I, Jax probably did. I mean, it's, he was probably still Paul Heyman, but it was like the, the, the baseball hat and stuff. Yeah. yeah, the look, and that's what I was going for. Um, but there's actually was, a three pack Mattel's getting ready to put out with Roman Brock with the flannel, and I assume the ponytail. Paul Heyman and Paul Heyman. Yeah. See, I I think that would be cool if there was a Paulie dangerously figure ECW look. Actually, they're they're coming out with one. Mattel is. Are they? Where it's going to be Paulie dangerously. But it also has an ECW hat 
Yeah. And so it's like you get kind of the WCW version and the ECW version kind of Good. all in one. Yeah. That's and that's that's something like that would go great if you're wanting to collect the ECW figures like that. That would be great. If Paul I don't think would be they would be able to sign simply because well, he is with WWE, but I think you're right. I mean, he would go with that. I know yeah. I mean there's so many guys that they didn't make in the ECW line. Plus, I think if they wanted to kind of venture out, like if they were able to sign like current day guys that would kind of fit the ECW mold, like Nick Gage comes to mind. Like sure. He wasn't an ECW, but he kind of fits that mold. If they were able to sign him, yeah, make a figure of him, I think that would be really cool. I just think it's, to me, it's really cool because that line was really fun mm-hmm. and it didn't last long. And yeah. so if you're able to make characters in that, that's really cool. Kind of like, um, you know, AEW is doing the, the occasional LJNs. Yeah. Right, they've done Cody. I think Darby Allen's coming out now. Yeah, and they look more close to like old original San Francisco Toymakers as well. But I have not put them together, so I don't know how they look. But again, if you're into that style, I think it's really fun. Absolutely. So I don't know, man. I think I think adding continuations of lines is is smart because I know like you know zombies doing Hasbro's, mm-hmm. Cello's doing Hasbro's. All these companies are doing them, and and they're great. I well, love. On top of that, you can get customs from Jason Wolf, right? And so it's yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. Do something different. Yeah. Um, is there any um, action figure line, not necessarily wrestling, but do you feel like if someone was going to do a continuation, that would be a route to go? I mean, I just, I want to see more Galoobs. Yeah. You know, styles like that. Were you a big fan of those? Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, like the tiny ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. About three or four inches or whatever it was. They were like all PVC, but they didn't move, but they had incredible likeness. Yeah. I love those figures. Bring those back. I, I mean, I, I think of, you know, because I had the Scott Steiner, I mm-hmm. uh, had the mini Sting. You know, I, I loved those figures. Those were great. I remember the first time I saw those, I like lost my mind. Because yeah. that Sting was, that Sting still holds up as maybe the best Sting of all time. Yeah. I, it's incredible. Yeah. Like they literally captured every possible element of him you could want. And they're more, because they're more like statues. And I, I think stuff like that is fun. And I've talked about it before. Like I'm a big fan of, because I'm to the point where it's like a, you, you can't, just keep them in the box because it takes up too much space. And mm-hmm. so it, like, if, I, I'm not, I'm not playing with my figures. So the only thing to do with them is display them. It's like a statue looks way cooler to me than a figure that can barely stand up unless oh, yeah. you just put it the right way. Right. You know, I agree. Well, and I think too, with like that, if you, if you were to sign like doing a, a deal, like where you're doing Galoob style figures, yeah, like if you, and I don't know who you would, potentially sign but if you could sign like let's say van hammer i know he's kind of an odd choice but he was there in that era cool shit like that would be that would be fun if you could get guys that were there in like 90 91 right during that era and like make a continuation of that but then also add add other people i think i think that would be super fun you're talking about like ecw guys yeah Yeah. or wcw but whichever one you're signing you know i mean i think it'd be cool because i know bam bam bigelow did a stint in ecw sure and he didn't have a figure and that would be a fun one that'd be a cool like ecw version of bam bam you know right um i mean there's i i wasn't a huge ecw follower so like a a lot of the dudley guys i wouldn't know i mean but you know well i know like there there was plans to do another wave of the ecw figures and of course i think it just kind of they bankruptcy hit and i've actually heard that like ecw guys never even saw a dime of their figure sales probably not and so i don't know how the deal worked because i don't know how the contracts were actually laid out or anything like that here's a guy mike awesome he actually had an ecw figure did he he did yeah no kidding yeah but again that would be one that would be fun if he didn't but i mean i know uh like so many guys, like Spike Dudley was one that was kind of like I think he was supposed to be in the next series. Okay, and it never happened. Roadkill was would have been a super fun one. Who was the Who was the uh, giant they had that was always power bombing people? Other than Mike Awesome, wasn't there like a giant dude there that was like seven feet tall or some shit? Nine one one. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a cool one. Also, too, someone mentioned uh, in a group chat I'm in Sid. Because he had that little ECW run. Oh, yeah. Where dude. he wore the jeans. Give me all the Sid figures. I, fucking, I love Sid. <laughs> dude, Sid's the man. Dude, he is the, the freaking ruler of the world. Yeah. Legitimately. I love that guy. And I have half the brain that you do. <laughs> like, I, I will support that man until I am dead. <laughs> no, but I just, like I said, I think this is a fun idea. And I think if you could kind of even go into that back catalog, like Mikey Whipwreck would be a fun one. Oh, yeah. He never had Forget a figure. About that guy. Yeah, and a lot of people do. And so I think there's a lot that they could do with this. So I think it's cool. Uh, hopefully they branch off more than just 
ECW. Mm-hmm. But they're also Rush is also doing a line called Monster Masters with the Ringmasters, where it's like Frankenstein, Dracula, and horror characters as Hasbro's. That's really cool. To I'll me. buy the shit out of that. To me, like that is a much cooler thing than like doing. If they're Hasbro style and they're just like not wrestlers, have I'd, you seen them yet? No, I'd, sure. I'd be all about that depending on the price. Yeah, I, I don't think their, their prices haven't been too bad. I mean, of course, they are more expensive being in a third party independent company. Are they like 30 bucks or something like that? 25. Dude, that's. There's Dracula. <laughs> that's dope. Yeah, so Frankenstein will be the first one that comes out, and they're going to have multiple colors. But Oh, yeah. Dude, that's cool as shit. Isn't that awesome? The removable head? Yeah. You kidding me? And then this is, uh, I don't know, Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Yeah, and he's a jumper, which is I think is fun. That is badass. So to me, again, I've always liked the idea of Hasbro scale and another line. Yeah. I think... Like there's so many lines you could kind of put into that, and it would be great. So, I think they're doing cool stuff, man. That's, I dig it. That's Rush Collectibles. Rush Collectibles. So check them out. Keep man. an eye out for when that shit goes live. Absolutely. I think they said they want to put uh, Frankenstein up for sale probably around October. Of course, it's a pre-order. You won't get it for Halloween, I'm sure. Bastards. But, yeah, I know. <laughs> Hopefully soon, though. <laughs> Halloween 2023 is going to be rocking at Bane's house. Hell yeah! I already have Demolition and Papa Shango hanging out for Halloween. That kind of works. Yeah. yeah. I, I dig that. Yeah. I think Undertaker would work too. I've, yeah. I've got I've got the uh, Ghostbusters Undertaker figure for Halloween. Very nice. Yep. Very nice. All right, man. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here? That's it. All right. Of course, we got to plug it up. We want to throw it out to our podcasting buddies, like the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast with Jeff and Scott. Make sure to check them out every Sunday. And this week, we're going to score Bane. I am one of their special guests. Yeah. And the summer of saying dude love. So I got to join them this week. A lot of fun talking with those guys. And also check out uh, Scott's side project, Drunk Wrestling History. Absolutely. Doing the favor with Eric and Barry. Check them out. The Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. Check them out as well. The Ringside Rant with RJ. The Leisure and Lariats Podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson. And the Marbles with Soda and Ethan talking all things NASCAR. Absolutely. Boot to the Face with Marty and Rucker. Tales from the Estate with Drew Vensel and his wife, Caitlin, and, of course, the twins over there. I tell you, you know, I was I've been catching up on podcasts and Drew uh Drew told me he's he supports me on this no heat shit. He he hates it too. Well, I don't know anyone that actually likes heat. Well, you 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 talk like you do. I don't like heat. I enjoy summertime. Yeah. He's he's with me. He's on Team Bane. Dude, Team Bane sucks. Team Bane rules. I got me, Drew Vinsel, Steve Hoker. You know, let, let's all jump on the Bane train. <laughs> Good lord. No, okay. Who so, wants okay. a ride? Toot toot. <laughs> Good God almighty. No, I mean to be fair, I do I do like saying I like summer just because I know you hate it so much. I pref- yeah. I like summer times. I feel like that's when the, that's the most fun time of the year as far as like things you can do outside and shit, but the heat sucks. I think you can agree, agree with me that it has been so hot this summer that it's been impossible to enjoy it. Almost oh, yeah. impossible to enjoy it. So no, no, no lie. I mowed my yard yesterday, which sucked immensely. Mm-hmm. The last time I mowed, which is last week, I think yeah, it was so hot because it's cooled down a bit. It's still hot, but it's cooler than it was. But I actually got blisters on my thumbs from the handles yeah. of my lawnmower. Yeah. That's too hot. Yeah. Way that, too hot. So next week it's like, the highs are like low 90s, like 90 degrees, 91. And then like we have a couple of days in the high 80s. That's perfect. I can't wait. Like that's the time where it's like, okay, I feel like I can actually enjoy shit. Well, and that's kind of more what I'm saying, which I guess for me, it's probably like late spring, early fall is what I'm more excited for. Because right. But the dead of the summer, yeah, that shit sucks. You can still wear shorts, you can still wear a t-shirt, but yeah. you're not immediately full swamp ass when you walk outside. Right. You don't you don't lose five pounds because of sweat when you go to the mailbox. Right, exactly. Um yeah, well I know um just mowing my yard, I was getting a little lightheaded. I was like, I have to go get a drink because it's so freaking hot and then that mower, that the, heat hits you from the motor. Yeah, I, I have an electric um push mower that I do like just the sides and shit like that. I tell you that's a that's a blessing. It's not as good as a gas mower, but mm-hmm. you don't get overheated. That's true. Like it's it's nice. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Tales from the Estate, make sure to check them out. Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew. Trivia with Buds with our pal Ryan Buds. Howling with the Wolf with the one and only Jason Wolf. And, of course, don't forget 
all the cool things he's got coming up in the chop shop. In fact, I showed uh, some people a little sneak peek of something that we're working on, which is going to be really cool. Yeah. Very excited about that. We'll have more details soon. Uh, Pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim over at a chair shot. And of course, night of the nerdy laser podcast and check out our other podcast projects. Like, you know, it's fake, right? Every Monday with me and a special guest this week coming up is uh, big underscore Bane's my guest. Oh, nice. Yeah. I forgot I did one. <laughs> We're actually talking about your new album. A yeah. Lot, which is really cool. A little behind the scenes look at all the music you're doing there. I'm sure I rambled like an idiot. I was fun. Yeah. I remember being good times. We'll see. Um, no Holds Barred with Bill Benis currently on sabbatical, but who knows? He might be showing up again soon. Who does know? Fingers crossed we never see him again. Wow. Maybe. Maybe so. Fingers crossed. And the TB Toycast is officially back. We uh, dropped our most recent episode on Thursday, all about Austin Powers figures. Do you remember those from the '90s? I do not, but I know Drew Vinsel's excited about that one. Yeah, he does love the Austin. So I remember seeing these. I didn't buy any, but I remember they had uh, like Fat Bastard as a sumo wrestler. And okay, I do remember that. Yeah, yep. they were kind of more like collectibles than action figures. Yep. But I remember they they looked really cool. Yeah. And then uh, of course. All of Bane's music you can find on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your tunes, including the new album, Long Live a Hero's Fable. Yep, it is out, available now. Check it out. Don't don't sleep on it because it's not a pillow, okay? So check it out. Yeah, it's not a pillow. Well, that's the thing people say is don't sleep on me. And I'm like, well, it's not it's not a pillow. So don't sleep. You know, saying why you shouldn't sleep on it because it's not a pillow. Did you send Dominic Petrelli like a free link or anything? I did not. You should. I did not. Forgot all about that kid. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you had some trolls, man. Yeah. How crazy. I kind of wish it would happen more. Yeah, you seem to enjoy it. Well, I just, I I like the exposure, you know? It's like. Can't buy exposure. What what do I got to do to get more trolls, you know? There you go. Make uh, more music. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Uh, no, I, I've listened to the whole album. I really enjoy it. I think it's cool. I, it's kind of sad though, the knowing that you're kind of done with rap, man. Yeah, but you know, I thought it was a good exit. Yeah, it was. You know, and, and it's not to say that I, I will never rap again. I'm just never going to do a rap album again. Gotcha. You know. Gotcha. Now I know you are going to kind of switch genres to the alternative pop. I believe is what you're calling it. Yep. Um, when's uh when we when should we expect that new album? Uh, Mid September. I'm looking. Oh, so quickly then. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm looking at the date right now. It's funny. I meant to finalize everything last weekend, and then I just totally forgot. This weekend's going to be super busy, so I don't know if I'll get to do it this weekend or not, but um, I'm looking at mid-September. I got a couple of dates that I'm looking at. I was hoping for, like, a Friday the 13th because I thought that would have been appropriate. But, appropriate? Uh, yeah, that's a, I think that's a, uh, Mike, uh, that's, a, that's an office reference. Can't remember what what exactly the phrasing I don't was. That one, but. but yeah, it was Michael. He said appropriate. Um, <laughs> uh, so is that, that one of those where gems like that is not safe? Yeah, because I think it's appropro yeah. or something like that. Yeah, um, but but yeah, I could, anyway, there's not a, another Friday the Thirteenth until sometime next year. So I was like, eh, forget that. I'll just figure it out. I would bet a lot of people will release shit on Friday the Thirteenth. Sure. So yeah, probably. Sure. probably I mean, not that it matters anyway. But still, yeah. I mean, no matter what, like I know when I dropped this, Eminem dropped an album like two days later or something like that. When I dropped the Freaks, The Rock came out with his first rap song ever. So it's like every time I release something, somebody big is releasing something. So it doesn't matter. Yeah, but definitely check it out. You can stream it on Spotify and pick it up on Apple. Yeah. Also, too, uh, Outsiders Beard Co. Get you some beard balm, beard oil. Make that beard look fantastic. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, uh, our, our good buddy GBM's got something coming in the mail. Oh, what did he go with? I'm uh, curious. He went with because I, I haven't, I haven't gotten an order since last April, and so I've kind of just forgotten about the whole thing. Never posted anything for summer or anything like that. Uh, but he went with, um, which is a springtime scent. He went with. Um, breakfast pastry he went with a beard balm oh very nice yeah which i actually saw so you've let me smell a lot of these obviously i can't wear a beard anymore but that one i always kind of has that uh maple brown sugar smell yeah. i really enjoyed that one yeah it's it, it's one of my favorites for sure it's just i i haven't worn like a big enough beard to to use anything in a you while. don't really wear the beard anymore yeah i'm kind of like it's one of those things i always try to like trim it down quite a bit in the summertime because sure, it's too it's hot. So hot you used to have a really long like white beard yeah it's too much and then now like now that i don't have it every time i see photos of it i'm just like ugh, <laughs> <laughs> gross. gross and so uh, yeah i kind of i kind of like where i'm at now as a matter of fact i'd probably be clean shaven if like my kids and wife didn't freak out every time i did it <laughs> Uh yeah, so definitely check out Outsiders Beard Co. Get you some beer balm. Be like GBM. 
Absolutely. And I'll probably never say that again in my entire life. Yeah. One time only, pal. One time only. Pick up all of our t-shirts at uh, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, bbph.redbubble.com, and then whatamaneuver.net. We got three shirts available there. We got a fourth idea in the works, so hopefully we'll get that in the next couple of months or so. Absolutely. Excuse me, but you can also pick up t-shirts of a lot of our podcasting buddies, including Bane, TV Toycast, Fully Posable, Doing the Favor, etc., etc. So check all those out and support your buddies. Yes. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We will see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> it ain't over till I say it's over. So lock the cage up because this is a takeover. The wait's over. If this is the final time we meet, then you'll be on your back on my feet. I'll tip the cage over as a hangover I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck, so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It's good, it was really good Pretty good That son of a bitch, Eric Barker You son of a bitch Can I dig it? Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, Put it on the internet.